Welcome to this week's episode of the 90th Percentile and Unconventional Leadership Podcast. I will be playing an excerpt of the Trifecta of Trust. The book is now available for purchase. I will include the link in our details section. Enjoy this chapter. Chapter 3, The Trifecta of Trust One sweltering day in the summer of 1949, a lightning bolt set the grassy highlands in the Man Gulch River Valley of Montana on fire. Led by nine-year veteran Wag Dodge, a group of smoke jumpers were dispatched to battle the growing fire. The conditions were bad, and with no radio or map of the terrain, the men were all alone. As the evening sun started to set, the conditions worsened, with the wind shifting and causing an inferno that was heading straight toward the men. The flames were now 200 feet high, 300 feet deep, and moving at 30 miles per hour. Dodge frantically commanded the men to fall back and get rid of their heavy packs, but the fire was moving too fast for them to outrun it. Dodge had fought enough fires to know this fact, and that is why he stopped running and tried to get the other 15 men to do the same. His cries for them to stand still were ignored as they continued running in various frantic paths. They were desperate to escape and unsure of Dodge's strange instructions. In a moment of pure inspiration, Dodge had come up with a plan that Jonah Lair described in his book, How We Decide. He quickly lit a match and ignited the ground in front of him. He watched as those flames raced away from him, up the canyon walls. Then Dodge stepped into the ashes of this smaller fire, so that he was surrounded by a thin buffer of burned land. He lay down on the still smoldering embers. He wet his handkerchief with some water from his canteen and clutched the cloth to his mouth. He closed his eyes tight and tried to inhale the thin ether of oxygen remaining near the ground. Then he waited for the fire to pass around him. After several terrifying minutes, Dodge emerged from the ashes virtually unscathed. The Man Gulch fire ended up claiming the lives of 12 of the 15 smoke jumpers who went to fight it that day. Dodge and two other men, who successfully found a crevice in a rocky hillside, were the only survivors. This is a story that numerous thought leaders have analyzed because of its many layers. While I can only speculate on the details described in later reports, I think heavily on the responsibility that Dodge had to his men and why they didn't put their trust in him. If they did, they would have lived. The research I'm sharing is not solely teaching you how to help others trust you more. Trust also must flow in the opposite direction. You need to understand how to put more trust in others, how to let go of control, and acknowledge the trust issues that get in the way of your performance and your team. Trust goes both ways. You need to earn it, and you need to give it. While a lack of trust may only rarely result in a loss of precious life, its influence on day-to-day -day functions is prevalent. How you establish trust with your coworkers, friends, partners, spouse, children, or family members rests on three essential pillars. Three pillars of trust. The first pillar of the trifecta of trust is expertise. This is the extent to which you are well-informed and knowledgeable. 
It includes your understanding of the technical aspects of the work, as well as your depth of experience. Expertise is demonstrated foremost by a leader who uses good judgment when making decisions. With expertise, others trust your ideas and opinions and seek them out. This pillar is built on your knowledge, and your expertise makes an important contribution to achieving results. Expertise allows you to anticipate and respond quickly to problems. Once you have achieved a level of expertise, you must demonstrate consistency in your knowledge and judgment. Consistency is the second pillar that builds trust. Consistency involves the extent to which you walk the talk and do what you say you will do. That means that you set a good example and are a role model for others on your team and mentees. You honor your commitments and keep promises, and you follow through on both. It typically means that you're willing to go above and beyond what needs to be done. The final pillar of trust is fostering positive relationships. This is often shown through staying in touch with issues and concerns of others. You will also balance results with concern for others, rather than focusing only on the goal, as Bill did. Your relationships will generate cooperation and will help in resolving conflicts. Within positive relationships, you can be counted on to consistently give honest feedback in a helpful way. In order to maintain these strong bonds, you will need to build an inclusive climate for those who think differently. The Impact of the Three Pillars Often in my research on leadership, I tell people that they don't need to be perfect to be an excellent leader. To have a high level of trust, all three pillars need to be above average. The tragic story of Wag Dodge's team in the Man Gulch Fire illustrates the importance of all three of the trust pillars. Most of the young men with him that day were just teenagers, working a summer job. While they acknowledged Dodge's expertise and experience, they did not know him well enough to see consistent behavior. And when it came down to trusting him with their lives, the relationships weren't there. While Dodge's technique of burning a safe spot is now standard practice for firefighters, in that desperate moment to those men, it seemed absolutely crazy. William Hellman, who was the second in command, reportedly responded to Dodge's risky plan by saying, to hell with that, I'm getting out of here. Hellman led some of the men up a ridge, and he was the only one to get across it, but he died the next day from third-degree burns. It's impossible to know how anyone will react in a life-or-death situation. I can only assume that if these men had trusted Dodge more, and if he had been able to build the relationships necessary to gain their trust, they would have listened to him, instead of giving in to their uninformed instincts or following the second-in-command. Everyone will have moments in their lives or careers when they will be asked to give up some control and put their trust in someone. In addition, you may someday be the one pleading for those around you to follow you on a path that may be risky or never tried before. This level of trust requires all three of these pillars. When I looked at the trust levels of leaders around the world, it became clear that if a leader scored in or above the 60th percentile on all three factors, their overall trust score was in the 80th percentile. This means that if a leader was barely above average on all three factors, their trust score would soar. This is not a brilliant level of performance. It's barely above average. Without doubt, a leader will be more skilled at one of these pillars than others. This also means that trust would be damaged 
if a leader scored just below average on any of these pillars. Can trust be improved? We all want and need to believe in second chances. Once trust is lost, can it be restored? Perhaps we believe too much in Jane Austen's words penned for her prideful Mr. Darcy. I find it hard to forgive the follies and vices of others, or their offenses against me. My good opinion, once lost, is lost forever. Fortunately for humanity, the world is not completely full of Mr. Darcy's. I've gathered data on trust from a group of leaders who participated in a 360-degree assessment and a post-assessment given 18 to 24 months later. In this group of talented leaders, a large number of them received alarming scores on trust from their colleagues. Sadly, they possessed the dreaded fatal flaw in trust, with an overall trust score averaging for the group at the 6th percentile. On the three trust pillars, this fatal flaw group of 233 leaders scored in the 14th percentile in building relationships, 20th percentile in good judgment and expertise, and 20th percentile in consistency. There was some substantial work that needed to be done with these leaders and those who worked with them. By focusing on these three areas over the next 18 to 24 months, this group moved their trust score from the 6th percentile to the 38th percentile. Their scores on the three individual pillars moved to the 45th percentile in building relationships, 46th percentile in good judgment and expertise, and the 44th percentile in consistency. Imagine feeling a level of trust from your team that is less than 94% of the rest of the world. That's a devastating amount of mistrust. It probably felt like a hole so deep that a person might not ever be able to escape. To move from the 6th percentile to the 38th percentile represents an enormous shift in trust. That shift moved people from, I can never trust you, to, I may be able to trust you. These leaders have not arrived at the ultimate place they want to be yet, but they have started the journey. This demonstrates that there is a payoff for working on improving trust. It shows that building or repairing trust isn't going to magically jump you to the 90th percentile in just a few weeks with some positive experiences. Trust takes time. But the gains from this fatal flaw group show that improvement, and significant improvement, is possible. I also measured another group of 1,731 leaders who focused on building trust that started in a very different place. They were at the 43rd percentile. This meant overall, they were pretty trusted by their colleagues. However, with some focus effort, this group was able to turn their average trust into a strength by scoring on the post-test in the 70th percentile. Trust matters. Most of us are not in situations like Wag Dodge, where our team members' lives are literally in our hands. But their work life and feelings about their job are absolutely in your hands. For leaders who were rated the bottom 10th percent in trust, 48% of their direct reports were thinking about quitting their jobs. Your team members' mental, emotional, and physical well-being on the job matter, and the extent to which a leader is trusted creates either a positive environment or a situation where team members want to leave. Whether you have a fatal flaw or you're just doing okay, 
You owe it to the people in your life to establish a strong foundation of trust.